ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா வெல்கம் டு த டெய்லி மார்னிங் ஸ்ரீமத் பாகவதம் கிளாஸ் ஜய ராதாமாதவ குஞ்சாபிஹாரி ஜய ராதாமாதவ குஞ்சாபிஹாரி ஜய கோபி ஜனாபிவாரி ஜய கோபி ஜனாபிவாரி யசோதானந்தன பிரஜனோதானந்தன பிரஜனோதானந்தன பிரஜனோரஞ்சன யமுனீரவனச்சாரி யமுனீரவனச்சாரி ஜய ராதாமாதவ குஞ்சாபிஹாரி ஜய ராதாமாதவ குஞ்சாபிஹாரி ஜய கோபி ஜனாவிவாரி ஜய கோபி ஜனாவிவாரி யசோதானந்தன பிரஜனோதானந்தன பிரஜனோதானந்தன பிரஜனோரஞ்சன ஜ 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada. Prabhu Pad Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pad Jayom Vishnu Pada Paramahamsa Parivraja Kacharya Ashtotra Satashri Srimadis Divine Grace Esi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shla Prabhupad Ki Jai Grantharat Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Samaveta Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Nithai Gaur Pramanande. All glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. We are continuing with our daily reading of Srimad Bhagavatam from Canto 1, Chapter 11, titled Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwarka. We'll be doing text 30 today. Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottamam 
ದೇವಂ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಥೋ ಜಯಮುದೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯೇಷ್ವಭದ್ರೇಷು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಠಿಕಿ ನಾವು ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ದಟಿ ಅಥಾವಿಷತ್ಸ್ವಭಾವನ ಸಹಸ್ರಾಷಸ್ವಭವನಷತ್ಸ್ವಭವನಷತ್ಸ್ವಭವನಷತ್ಸ್ವಭವನಷತ್ಸ್ವಭವನಷತ್ಸ್
complete with necessary compounds and gardens. Full description of these palaces is given in the 10th canto. All the palaces were made of the best marble stone. They were illuminated by jewels and decorated by curtains and carpets of velvet and silk, nicely bedecked and embroidered with gold lace. The personality of Godhead means one who is full with all power, all energy, all opulences, all beauties, all knowledge and all renunciation. Therefore, in the palaces of the Lord, there was nothing wanting for fulfilling all desires of the Lord. The Lord is unlimited and therefore His desires are also unlimited. And the supply is also unlimited. Everything being unlimited, it is concisely described here as Sarva Kamam or full with all desirable equipment. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sahrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha he Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bando Jagat Pate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nama Om Vishnu Pahadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mathe Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Pashyatyade Shatarine <clears throat> so Krishna has left Hastinapur and now he's um, go- going to Dwarka. In fact, he's entered Dwarka, and uh, the chapter is a description of uh, how Krishna is welcomed when he uh, comes back to Dwarka after after a long time. Actually, he's he's when he's gone there for the war of Kurukshetra. All that is done. Then we had the praise from Kunti. Ask him Krishna to stay back. Then Yudhishthira Maharaj finally requested Krishna and he stayed back for even more time. And uh, the Dwarka residents were so used to being with Krishna always. You know, they, this amount of separation was really long for them. So they were expecting Krishna's return and uh, they welcomed him in such wonderful ways. So they decorated all the roads and their houses with beautiful flowers and scented water and whatnot. And it was very pleasing to Krishna. And then when Krishna entered uh, 
the entrance of Dwarka, all the elders and the Brahmanas had gone uh, to welcome Krishna. They had glorified Krishna in wonderful ways. And then Krishna also reciprocated it. Uh, to, to the elders, he would touch their feet and then to his peers, he would hug them. And then uh, those who were uh, younger than him, they would pay obeisances to Krishna like this. And then everybody, it's amazing. So Krishna enters Dwaraka and then um, uh, and Krishna is going on the streets of Dwaraka. Everybody is going on the roofs to see Krishna. You know, it's uh, it's amazing how much love they had for Krishna. They couldn't wait. Uh, everybody, all the women were climbing on the roofs to see, get a glimpse of Krishna. And everybody, it describes so many different kinds of people uh, who were there on the streets uh, to get a glimpse of Krishna. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, uh, especially in the last few verses, now Krishna is entering his palace. Uh, now he's come into Dwaraka through the streets and now he's going to his palace. Then it, what, what, what's incredible here <laughs> is that it says uh, uh, Krishna entered his palaces. Right? So which means Krishna had lots of palaces in Dwaraka. Why? Because uh, this verse says, uh, he had over 16,000 wives. Krishna had over 16,000 wives, which is no ordinary thing <laughs> uh, to have 16,000 wives. For those who are married, <laughs> you might know just having a wife. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard, but maintaining 16,000 wives, I mean, if you ask the wives, they would say the same thing. Having one husband in itself is a handful. But, but Krishna can reciprocate with how many ever uh, uh, living entities they are. That is the amazing aspect of Krishna. Is that Krishna is unlimited. Like Prabhupada is saying, uh, that the Lord is unlimited in the in the purport, right? Just like the Lord is unlimited, uh, his parts and parcels are also unlimited. And every single part and parcel of Krishna has an individual relationship with Krishna. It's not just the 16,108 wives of Dwaraka. Right? Krishna can reciprocate with every single living entity and he can reciprocate with every single entity simultaneously in whichever mellow or rasa that the living entity wants to reciprocate with Krishna. It's called Alkila Rasa Amrita Murti. Right? Krishna is the embodiment of all rasas. So we see that also in the in the example of uh, uh, where Krishna is there in the in the wrestling arena where uh, he's come from Vrindavan to Mathura and uh, Kangsa has arranged a wrestling match with two of the most powerful wrestlers uh, in the entire universe at that time, Mushtika and Chanura. And when Krishna is entering the the wrestling arena, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam describes how Krishna, how different people are thinking about Krishna in different ways. Right? Um, so the friends of Krishna are thinking, oh, this is going to be a wonderful match. <laughs> Krishna is going to smash these. Because they've seen Krishna smash all these big, big demons in, in Vrindavan, right? So they are having so much fun, the friends of uh, Krishna. Uh, the the elders of Vrindavan, all the elder Gopas and Gopis are thinking, oh, Krishna's lotus feet is so soft. And now he's entering this uh, uh, wrestling arena. What's going to happen to him? His feet are like butter. That's how soft it is. When you touch Krishna's lotus feet, Oh, I can't even imagine what's going to happen. That's their um, uh, uh, that's their thought process. Uh, similarly, the gopis are having this conjugal relationship with Krishna. Uh, uh, 
for Kamsa himself, uh, Krishna is like death personified. Uh, for the for the restless Mushtika and Chanura, they think of Krishna as uh, thunderbolt, something that's gonna hit them really hard <laughs> that they cannot come out come out of. And the sages are, th- are thinking of Krishna as the Paramatma, the the sages that are there in the arena. I, like this, I think there are like nine or twelve different kinds of uh, uh, relationships that are being described at simultaneously in in that arena, uh, in the in the wrestling arena. So in in any relationship you can uh, actually feel that uh, rasa only if there is reciprocation right when you have friendship with somebody it means that the other person is also friendly to you if it is just a one way relationship then you don't feel that friendship with that person right you can try to be friendly friendly if the other person is actually not recipro- reciprocating with you then you don't have you don't have that rasa in you you don't feel that sense of friendship in you so when everybody else is feeling, it means that Krishna is reciprocating, right? To them in each of these individual ways simultaneously. So like that, <clears throat> Krishna had sixteen thousand one hundred and eight wives uh, in Dwarka, and it was not a um, ordinary thing because we see this description in Srimad Bhagavatam. Like Prabhupada says, this is there in the tenth canto, the full description of these palaces, what Krishna was doing in each of these palaces. Um, is completely described in, in the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, so before we go there, I, I thought we could just uh, talk about these sixteen thousand one hundred and eight wives and how they came out came about to be. Right. So in Dwaraka we have, <coughs> I'm sorry, eight principal queens uh, of Krishna. Uh, the first of which is Rukmini Devi. And all these stories are uh, incredibly wonderful also of how Krishna married these uh, 108 queens. Because nothing that Krishna does is ordinary. right? So even his marriage with, with each of these queens uh, that Krishna marries in, in Dwaraka is, is incredible. And, uh, and we see in, in, in the case of Rukmini, it was, uh, it was a dramatic, dramatic uh, way in which Krishna married Rukmini Devi. Rukmini had in fact never seen Krishna. Uh, all these princesses had never seen uh, Krishna, which is even more amazing. right? When we say Abhinnatvam Namanami now, that the Padma Purana says, the name and the named are non-different from each other. And we have examples after examples after examples in Srimad Bhagavatam of how this is exactly true. Because in this material world, if we don't see a person, we have so many different ideas of that person. And when we see that person and then we actually talk to the person or spend some time with the person, then we actually have a completely different idea of who that person is because we have built up this incredible imagination of that person and sometimes it meets our expectations, sometimes it doesn't meet our expectations. But uh, but Rukmini had never seen Krishna. But what she had done is she had heard about Krishna so much, so much she had heard about Krishna that she wanted to have only Krishna as uh, her husband and uh, Rukmini's uh, brother, elder brother Rukmi, was not in favor of it. He she, he wanted to marry Rukmini to Krishna's cousin Shishupala. Right. So what Rukmini had done ha- was she had written a letter to Krishna and sent it through a through a brahmana <clears throat> and said, uh, if you're not going to come, you you have to come and kidnap me. I want to marry you, Krishna. Please tomorrow they're going to. Uh, uh, they're going to marry off, marry me off to Shishupal. 
I I don't remember the exact same uh, words that she says, but she says something to the extent that uh, something that is deserved for the lion is being fed to the wolves or something like that. She compares Krishna to a lion and then Shishupal to a wolf. So I am rightfully yours, but they are trying to marry me to Shishupal, so you should come. And the first verse in that letter is extraordinary because she says, Shritva Gunan Bhuvana Sundara Srinvatamte. That Krishna, I have heard that you are the most beautiful person in all the three worlds. Shritva Gunan Bhuvana Sundara Srinvatamte. Nirvishya Karna Vivarer Harutongatapa. Like that. So everything that she knew about Krishna was through hearing. Hearing about Krishna. And just hearing about Krishna, she had so much confidence that without even seeing the person, she was able to say, Krishna, you have to come and kidnap me. <laughs> Which is incredible thinking about it, right? You have not seen a person. When now marriages happen, we spend few months <laughs> with whoever we want to marry, talk to them, see if we, we are compatible with each other or whatnot. But, uh, but Rukmini Devi had heard about Krishna. And that's the difference about hearing about somebody else or something else and hearing, hearing about Krishna is that hearing about Krishna is non-different from Krishna himself. Uh, the names, forms, glories, pastimes of Krishna are non-different from Krishna himself. So, hearing about Krishna, she and then he, he comes and he kidnaps. It's, it's a dramatic story <laughs> of how that happened. We, we might think this is dramatic. But the second wife that Krishna married was whom? Satyabhama. The, the way that Krishna married Satyabhama was even more incredible. Right? We had this king called Satrajit in Dwarka. And uh, he had this uh, jewel called Shamantaka jewel. Right? This jewel could give so much gold in one single day. This was given to him by the sun god himself. So when he would wear the jewel, Satrajit would wear the jewel, he would have so much effulgence because of the Shamantaka jewel. And then <clears throat> uh, he would get so much gold every single day uh, because of the jewel. So he was very attached to it. And then we have this... This could be made into a movie, the, the, the Shamantaka Jewel story. So much uh, deceit and so much uh, drama in the in the entire story. So much people get killed. It's incredible. So then Satrajit feels really bad before even all that happens. Satrajit feels really bad and gives the uh, gives Rukmini uh, in uh, in marriage to Krishna because he she, he had accused Krishna, I think, of stealing the jewel or something like that. He he feels really bad, but it's it's an incredible story. And then the jewel is again stolen. And then Krishna, everybody is doubting Krishna, saying, hey, has Krishna really stolen the jewelry? And then he goes and fights with Jambavan in the, in the, in the forest and then marries Jambavati, right? Again, another marriage, which is, which, which is in extraordinary circumstances. And then uh, Bhagavatam describes in one single chapter how Krishna marries five, uh, five uh, more wives, these are the principal wives. The first three were Rukmini, Satyabhama, and uh, and Jambavati. Uh, and uh, the, the next five are uh, Kalindi, which is Yamuna herself. It's an expansion of Yamuna. Krishna marries Kalindi. And then uh, there is another wife of Queen of uh, Krishna called Mitravinda. Again, Mitravinda was also forcibly kidnapped <laughs> by Krishna. So the Kshatriyas used to do this, you know, with the consent of the queens. This is one kind of marriage. This is called Asuric marriage or something like that. There are different kinds of marriages. Uh, one is uh, one kind of marriage is this, where the Kshatriya queens would ask for uh, the kings to kidnap them. Not not without their consent. They would kidnap them with their consent. Huh? Like how Rukmini had personally asked Krishna 
to uh, to marry him <clears throat> and then the, another queen is called was called satya and this was again another extraordinary story this was a glimpse of what was going to happen in in dwaraka right so i think the king uh, was called nagnajit the uh, queen satya's princess satya at that time's father so he had decided that whoever would marry his daughter would have to tame five bulls so he had grown five really really strong bulls uh, and then this prince whoever had to marry uh, satya had to tame these five bulls and these were really ferocious bulls so what krishna does at that time is he expands into five forms simultaneously and tames these five bulls right so this is a glimpse of how krishna would in the future expand himself into 16108 forms but he does that and then marries uh, satya um another queen prince prim, principal queen of dwarka is called bhadra <clears throat> and this was uh, uh, a cousin of krishna in the sense that she was a like kunti devi was a paternal aunt to krishna there was another paternal aunt called shrutakirti so the daughter of shrutakirti was Sat, uh, bhadra so this was a friendly marriage so for this krishna didn't have to tame anybody or fight with anybody and and the last uh, primary queen of uh, dwarka is lakshmana and she was from the madras province from the southern part of india and again he, yeah, krishna had to fight kings the bhagavatam only says so much about about this marriage so these were eight but there were 16100 more wives right so <clears throat> who who were those 16100 wives this again story is incredible right there, there was an again another demon called bhaumasura and he was a very horrible horrible person so he had done so many different things to so many different people uh, one of which was he had stolen aditi's earrings so who is aditi aditi is the mother of um, the devas the demigods right indra's mother you could say so then indra comes and prays to krishna saying hey he's troubling everybody he's stolen my mother's earrings can you fetch it back for us <laughs> so satyabama and uh, krishna go and fight bhamasura and then what he had also done is that he would capture all these kingdoms uh, and then he would keep the princesses of those kingdoms in the, in the jail he had captured 16100 such princesses and then they were all in the, in the jail <clears throat> uh, in his palace so when krishna killed bahumasura and this bahumasura is an i mean this stories are incredible because there is not one single layer right bahumasura is the son of varaha dev and bhumi and mother earth extraordinary there is another if you, if you if you basically go into it you can dig so much deep into each of these single aspects uh, that's that's being described in shrimad bhagavatam which we are doing it in really really fast and short ways um, and everything has deeper meanings these are not just stories right everything has really deep meanings on why this is being said in bhagavatam because prabhupada says even if we can understand one single word from shrimad bhagavatam our life is successful so that is how amazing shrimad bhagavatam is so anyway <clears throat> uh, so um, so uh, then these uh, the, the culture of that time was that if a, if a girl steps out of a house before marriage the society would look really down upon that girl that was the culture because uh, the the girl was always under the protection of the father and after marriage under the protection of the husband and 
uh, once the husband takes vanaprastha or leaves home the the wife was always under the protection of uh, the the son so like that that was the culture uh, the culture has degraded so much now unfortunately that women have to somehow try to protect themselves uh, that's 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 something that's happened right uh, uh, so then we have radically opposite uh, uh, opposite actions uh, that that happen in, in the in the in the world that we are now but anyway those 16100 and 100 uh, princesses um, were praying to krishna krishna now nobody is going to marry us right we have come out of our homes from our fathers homes and uh, uh, now we have been with this other person for so many, uh, so much time. That's another thing also, right? That it was not just they were outside the homes, but just being any in any other person's house was also uh, also not considered proper for a woman. And this was the problem not only for her but for Sita Devi also, right? That uh, she had to undergo uh, this uh, trial by fire, uh, so to. To prove her ch- chastity. Because chastity of a woman is very important. Uh, shyness and chastity. These are the two two things. Uh, and it was because of... In many, many cases we see. Because just like how men are powerful physically also. The chastity of a woman can also bring down. Just in, in, the, in the case where we are reading in Srimad Bhagavatam this section. The chastity of, the, of Draupadi is what basically brought down... Uh, the Kauravas, right? They they had to drag her in front of everybody and try to insult her and disrobe her, and she was a really really chaste woman, right? So if you're harming the chastity of somebody, then you're gonna have consequence of of a, of a woman. Then you're gonna have uh, the consequences of it. So these queens offer really beautiful prayers. These are beautiful prayers in Srimad Bhagavatam, and then Krishna says, "Yes, I will take you as my wives." And not only did he do that. But he expanded himself into 16,108 forms and built 16,108 palaces, which in itself is huge in number, right? But the Srimad Bhagavatam says in Dwaraka, there were 900,000 palaces. And every single palace was just as opulent as how uh, Prabhupada describes it in short, right? These palaces were no ordinary palaces. (laughs) These palaces had marble stone and they were illuminated by jewels. So at that time they didn't have electricity. That was considered low class. <laughs> so at that time <clears throat> their palaces were bedecked with jewels and they would light candles and these jewels would reflect the life, light of the, of the candles and illuminate the uh, entire palace. Uh, that was the standard of, of uh, living at that time, right? Now we have electricity, but if the electricity is out. We had a blackout this year, in the beginning of this year. <laughs> and our lives were so miserable <laughs> for, for a week or so. We have blackouts for 3-4 days, no power, temperatures going below uh, zero. So it was it was a horrible situation. But those palaces were not like that. Those palaces were incredible in how they were built. And they had they were decorated by curtains and carpets, not of just any ordinary material, but of velvet and silk. Right, and they were bedecked with gold laces. <laughs> these these curtains, and there is even uh, so much uh, description in uh, in uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam uh, about these palaces. And in fact, uh, it says that 
in one of the descriptions I remember is they used to have these uh, incense sticks in the in the palace and it used to look like a cloud that the smoke coming out of the incense sticks was so cloudy that uh, the peacocks used to think it was going to rain and they would start dancing. <laughs> so it was a really, really opulent uh, way in which Krishna was maintaining these uh, queens, right? The, sh- the Kshatriyas were allowed at that time to marry more than one woman. But at the same time, they had to give each of them equal importance. Uh, they, they could not mistreat anybody. And in this case, Krishna, in fact, expanded himself into individual forms so that he could de- be there with these 16,108 queens simultaneously, exactly at the same time. And we see that also when Nardamuni comes to see this pastime, right? He, he is seeing that, oh, Krishna has 16,108 wives. What is he, how is he managing it? It's, it's mind-boggling to even think about it, right? And then he goes to each of these individual palaces, and then Krishna is doing different activities in each of these palaces, right? In one palace, Krishna is playing chess with his queens. In one palace, he's playing with his kids. Uh, in one palace, he's pro- petting his um, pet animals, cows, like that. So, it's fascinating. We see that in Bhagavatam also, people expand themselves. Like These really incredible yogis expand themselves into many forms. We see Shaubari Muni, who expands himself into eight forms. And we see Karjama Muni also who expands himself into nine nine forms or something like that. But the difference between what Krishna is doing and what these mystic uh, yogis are doing is that in each of these expansions of these yogis, they cannot perform different activities. If one form lifts the hand, all the other nine forms will also have to lift the hand. So everything else is, is exactly the same. But when Krishna expands, he does uh, different things in different forms. He's not controlled by it. And this is also one of the expansions of Krishna, right? Krishna expands himself as Guna avatars, Leela avatars, Shakti Avesh avatars, like that. And one of this is called Prabhava or Vaibhava, I forget. It's, it's described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita of uh, Krishna's Swayam Rupa, Krishna's own form. Uh, Krishna expands into uh, these Vishnu expansions, right? Where he, those, each of these expansions have different potencies, like the Matsya avatar, the Kurma avatar, uh, all these Leela avatars have different uh, potencies. Nishingadev. But there is another expansion of Krishna, like how he expands in Dwarka or how Krishna expands in the Rasa Leela, where the forms are exactly the same. There is no difference between one form of Krishna and the other form of Krishna. Uh, this is another extraordinary aspect of Krishna's expansion also, uh, <clears throat> where he can expand himself into exactly the same person. That's why the uh, the even in uh, in the in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, where the the cowherd boys, his friends are sitting, and everybody is thinking Krishna is my best friend. For each and everybody, Krishna is the exact same person, right? And in the Ras Leela, of course, it's explicitly ex- explained that Krishna ex- the, expands himself in between every single gopi in the in the circle, uh, exactly the same person. Every gopi is thinking Krishna is dancing only with me. Right, every uh, Gopa when he when they're having lunch with Krishna is thinking, I'm thinking they are their best friend. It's like Krishna is my best friend. Everybody is having the same feeling that Krishna can do this. And similarly, the queens of Dwaraka also, uh, they, Krishna was there with them every single moment. Right, it was not as if I'm married and then you do whatever you want. And you no, know, Krishna expanded himself and took care of uh, everybody. And 
he was the perfect grihastha also right now the sahajiyas can say i am going to emulate krishna i am going to marry so many people and do so many things like this nonsensically but uh, prabhupad explains very clearly in there is a chapter called the daily activities of krishna in, in shrimad bhagavatam of how krishna undergoes his uh, uh, day what are the activities that krishna does uh, in a day right so there krishna wakes up exactly at brahma muhurta <laughs> and the queens are feeling bad they're cursing brahma muhurta because they have to separate from krishna but krishna irrespective of these queens were not ordinary people also right they were uh, expansions of lakshmi's themselves chintamani praharasadma shukalpa vriksha laksha vriteshu surabira bipalayantam that thousands and thousands of lakshmi lakhs of lakshmi right are serving krishna so these were not ordinary uh, people also that who who were there with krishna and yet krishna would wake up however beautiful they might be at brahma muhurta krishna will wake up wakes up from his bed and then <clears throat> uh, it said that uh, the, the parijata flowers in dwarka outside the palaces uh, bring in this aroma during the brahma muhurta exactly at brahma muhurta this beautiful smell from the parijata flowers come when krishna smells that parijata flower uh, he wakes up at brahma muhurta and then exactly at that time because of the smell of the parijata flowers the the bees start buzzing and the flower, uh, and the and the birds start chirping and the bhagavatam describes this is exactly like how uh, mantras uh, vedic mantras are chanted for krishna so the bees humming and the and the birds uh, chirping like that so it's it's beautiful how everything if, if in the spiritual world is facilitating krishna's desire because it says here this word Prabhupada mentions Sarva Kamam that Krishna has unlimited desires. We also have all these desires, right? Where is this coming from? We also have this desire to have beautiful houses, marry beautiful spouses, right? Where is all this desire coming from? All this desire is coming from Krishna. But the desire in Krishna is perfect. But whereas the desires that we have is is perverted. In the, in the Gita, Krishna says this, right? This material world is like a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. The, the upside-down banyan tree, Krishna describes this material world. <clears throat> so, we are trying to enjoy uh, these perverted desires that we have to have beautiful homes, uh, beautiful family. Is We also want lots of relationships. Right? We don't want to be alone. We also want so many people in our lives. We want to have happy relationships. and all this is coming as a result of this desire being in krishna right we are also having these desires but materially when we try to gratify these desires okay when we buy a house we are happy for some time <laughs> but there are so many problems that come as a result of buying a house right the maintenance of a house is a is a is a is a 24 i mean it's it's there forever it's not going to stop something or the other has to be fixed in a house or we have to upgrade this even even if just not just maintaining we also want to add so many things right just like how the palaces have uh, pillars bedecked with jewels we also want to upgrade our homes in different ways to beautify our homes uh, we also want to have beautiful relationships with people but all this is not satisfying for us our material when we try to satisfy all these material desires it is not so satisfying for us whereas for krishna <clears throat> all these unlimited he is atmaram that's the first principle in itself right he doesn't depend on these externals for his happiness whether their palace is bedecked with sapphire jewelry or not uh, 
it doesn't matter for krishna that's what prabhupada writes in the in the in the daily activities of krishna is that although there might these queens might be really beautiful krishna is there at night in the beds uh, with these queens it, it, it doesn't matter to krishna he he is self sufficient even without these beautiful queens and these beautiful palaces uh, uh, krishna is self sufficient right but the in the spiritual world all the energies of krishna combined to uh, unlimitedly please krishna so he krishna has so many desires and then these desires are automatically pleased when krishna thinks it happens he doesn't even have to endeavor for it we have to desire then we have to endeavor then ultimately if there is a sanction of the super soul only then our desires are fulfilled right but for krishna he thinks and his desires are fulfilled everything is fulfilled so for us we have so many of these desires the only way for us to satisfy these desires is to dovetail it in krishna service or else there is uh, there is no way those desires will be fulfilled right the 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 chaitanya charitamrita says um um what is that atmendriya priti vamsha tare bali kama right atma indriya that these we have these desires for our own senses and those uh, are just kama kama in the sense of uh, lust right this intense desire to satisfy our senses is lust anything it could be <clears throat> uh, eating something or uh, having desiring power position so many things to you know satisfy our own senses both in gross and subtle ways but chaitanya charitamrita also says krishnendriya preeti ichcha dare prema nama that to satisfy krishna's senses is prema or actual love right so which is our process in the sense that we could go on and say that i don't want these big homes there are many sages and exalted uh, 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 people who do that right they live in poverty they they don't want anything and it's it's recommended for brahmanas in fact that they live in poverty right so that uh, the money or what doesn't influence them uh but uh, there are many people who do this that they 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 might live in poverty they reject things that we don't want big houses we don't want um uh any relationships people have live in celibacy right uh, they try to reject it but then it is very hard to sustain our process is not that of rejection but but utilization of everything in krishna service right that is yukta vairagya we want to use everything in not for my sense gratification but to satisfy krishna senses rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchyate sarvopadi vinirmuktam that we have so much upadi or designations that i am a man i am a woman i am an american i am an indian i am an australian so many designations i am i have studied such and such i work in such and such place i i own such and such properties so many different designations we are, all of us have uh, but the but the process of bhakti is to purify all these desires uh, because these 16 like these 16108 queens their only desire was to please krishna not to marry krishna okay that was there but why did they want to marry krishna so that they could serve krishna not not so that they could feel something for their own self right and just by doing that we get satisfied it's not that we are deprived of anything it is good to desire to serve krishna when when there is such a desire all of everything else is satisfied right uh, we sing every day in the in the guru puja that um uh, that 
the lotus feet of a spiritual master is the only uh, uh, no uh, i'm i'm thinking about the second paragraph shri guru charane rati ese uttamagati je prasade pure sarva asha right that the, the the lotus feet of the spiritual master can satisfy all our desires attachment to the lotus feet of the spiritual master uh, can satisfy all our desires right we are, we are trying to satisfy all our desires in so many different ways but the only way to satisfy our desire is to get us get ourselves attached to krishna and the perfect way to get ourselves attached to krishna is to get ourselves attached to the lotus feet of shri guru the spiritual master and when we have such an attachment uh to the spiritual master the spiritual master engages us in serving krishna according to our nature that will be perfectly satisfying to us and in such a way all our desires are satisfied anything that we can desire we can get it only from krishna right we can try to get it from any other source but that will never give us satisfaction so so th- that is the way uh, we uh, our our process is not that of rejection rejection because krishna says we cannot reject our very nature of the soul is to be active we cannot be inactive so we have to use our activity in the service of krishna and in that way we can achieve perfection uh, and at some point go and try to serve krishna right uh, in, in perfect ways now we are trying to serve krishna with all our imperfections but we can purify ourselves uh, through the process, process of bhakti <clears throat> and uh, try to serve krishna Uh, and the spiritual master and the devotees uh, in in perfect ways so i think uh, i'll i'll stop here we are we are off uh, out of time also there are any questions or comments i can take them krantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai gaurabhakta vrindhi ki jai